servants of Hashem. Beautiful. Wow. It's so good to be back. Welcome to The Voice of My Beloved Podcast. I've got Braden Waller here. I'm Aaron Hood. Well, it's been a while. It has um, been a long time. Yeah, I, we did the podcast from afar. Um, but uh, yeah, back in the great state of Missouri, uh, the big city of Patterson, making <laughs> big changes in the world. We are, Braden and I. <laughs> and uh, man, it's good. Um, we've got uh, lots of stuff to, to talk about. It's been a while since we've been here. And we're going to recap. We've had Hanukkah. We've had um, Sukkot, even, I think, since Braden and I have been together. Yeah. And, wow, massive, massive amounts uh, have transpired. A war broke out. Yeah, a war broke out <laughs> in the meantime, you know. <laughs> so um, we're gonna just going to talk a little bit about uh, trying finishing up uh, the Psalms of Ascent. Uh, we got Psalm 134. That's going to be our kind of our main, the meat of our message today that we're going to be talking about. And um, a little bit about Hanukkah. And uh, maybe a little bit about my time in Israel and um, yes. what the Lord's uh, doing over there in the in the Holy Land. So, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll first of all we'll just do the re Hanukkah recap. We had a great um, event. Uh, it was uh, a couple days, and a real sweet group of people came out and um, low key uh, some great times mm -hmm. of worship mm -hmm. and a real time of fellowship and I think um, ministering. You know, it's a dark time in the world. Uh, when it seems like uh, darkness is on the increase, um, but uh, the power of the light um, will continues to shine, right? Shine, Yeshua, shine. You know, that's yes. kind of the theme uh, of our Hanukkah, and we just wanted to to push that and uh, to strengthen other people with that. Would you, would you say yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. one of my that? favorite parts about Hanukkah is just gathering around the table, lighting all the different... We had some beautiful Hanukkahs on the table, and just singing songs about light. Yeah. And I just love the authenticity of it. Yeah. You know, just gathering around the no sound system. It's just the voices. And there's something really special about that. Amen. And yeah. so I just, that, that's one of my favorite parts about Hanukkah. Yeah, for Braden and I, it's Hanukkah. like when you throw the sound system in there, it's kind of like there's a certain level of anxiety that comes with that. You know, we, <laughs> we, we struggle with getting it, you know, to come through the mic and go out to the crowd, you know, sounding good. You know, <laughs> We're kind of an authentic people. Um, really appreciate that. Well, it just encourages everybody to sing, I think. Yeah. You know, it's not just like, we're not just going to watch those guys sing on the stage. Just let's try to encourage, and that's one of Italian and I's big things, even with Harp and Farm. It's like, all right, everybody, let's all learn to sing together. That's right. You Lift know? up your voice. So, yeah, we've been, it's it's tough you know, encouraging people to kind of sing, you know, in, in the culture where some people are, are unsure of themselves and are maybe put down and stuff like that. But it's a, it's a powerful thing when everybody sings together, you know, lift our voice to the Lord, a new song. And so it was a sweet time. Hanukkah was great. Um, big news, the Yet A Little While CD is done. It's done. It's on the way. It's done. It's it, the on CDs the way. are on the way. It's been a long time coming, but it's, <laughs> it's gone the way. Yeah, I heard um, uh, some sneak peeks and a little bit of it, and it's really well done. It's fantastic. It's a great... Um, a bunch of little ditties that you can get stuck in your head for days. And, and what better thing to get stuck in your head, you know, than Braden and Tally singing about the coming of the Savior, I'm telling you. I don't know if it gets much better than that. So uh, that'll be coming in. You'll be able to uh, purchase those online. We'll get those online hopefully soon. And I'm using generic terms because that's not my department. But I'm hoping that <laughs> it'll be a relatively easy process to get those into the hands uh, of you all. So that's uh, exciting. Also, remember in the Psalms of Ascent book, if you're looking for something to send as a, a gift during the season, um, those are great. Uh, as we've been plowing through these Psalms of Ascent, you know, sometimes you, can, you can't get through more than a couple verses at a time. It's just so rich. And uh, Braden has all these notes and, and even probably a little bit more in-depth in, depth in uh, the little booklet. Um, what, what's the, the title of the Psalms of the book? Uh, a Zionist Trail Guide to the Psalms of Ascent. A Zionist Trail Guide to the Psalms of Ascent. So if that's you, 
you can look that up and you can get that your hands on that and um you'll be blessed uh harpin farm so we are beginning a, a new year new growing season very shortly starting a new uh calendar year and everything mm -hmm. big big times are coming and so april 1st uh will be the first day of the the next program and uh so you can check that out and um get signed up if you're interested that's 18 to 30 young men yeah. young women that yeah. are going to be learning about uh worship uh harp and bowl style david um uh, guitar practical uh, piano some and some theory also uh, getting your hands dirty in the soil learning how to plant market gardening and such so we've got some big plans for that high hopes yeah i'm excited about this year we've got some great resources lined up and uh, yeah there's already been a few inquiries yes. we've, we've had a handful of people I've, i talked to five people yesterday so it looks like it's shaping up to be a good year yes amen hallelujah it's a it's a great need strengthening our young people of this generation and uh, so <clears throat> big news also we had some people during the hanukkah event who were talking to us about the men's prayer and fasting that we do every year annual men's prayer and fasting last year was powerful i think we had a a big snowstorm that came through and made it you know an, an added level no electricity i mean you talk <laughs> you add no electricity onto prayer and fasting that was a real labor of love in the spirit but um yeah so that's going to be february starting um the February night or the first, that's a Thursday starting that night and going to uh, the fourth and we'll break the fast uh, the night of the fourth. So that's February 2nd, 3rd and 4th. Um, that'll be up on the website hopefully pretty shortly and you can get uh, signed up for that. We'd love for uh, all the men uh, to gather together. It's a time of great need for men to be prayer and fasting. You know, stand, watch and pray lest we enter into temptation. Uh, it's a great, uh, especially with the war going on in Israel, there's a great burden for prayer. Uh, for the Lord's favor for his people. Yes. So I think that's it. I think we're going to press on into the the Psalm 134. Braden, why don't you uh, start us off? What do we got? Yes, first verse. Here we are. Behold, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who by night stand in the house of the Lord. So here the journey's been going all the way from 120. We're already here at the last. We're finally here. We've been working through this for a while. Yeah. But we're finally here at this last chapter. And the call is to bless God. It's like, wow, we've made it this far. And as I've mentioned before, the the very first chapter is outside of Israel. You're looking at Jordan. You're looking at uh, modern-day Turkey. And now this whole journey has climaxed to your right into the very courts of God. It's talked about the gates before. It's talked about Zion, Jerusalem. But not once has it mentioned actually being in the house of God mm, until right now. Stand in the house so of the, the Lord. So the journey aspect, it, this last chapter just really captures this climax of this is what the journey has been all about. Mm. We want to get into the immediate presence of God. Amen. That's powerful. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. You're standing in the house of the Lord uh, by night. It's interesting that it points out by night. And uh, we're going to get into a few scriptures on that in the in the word. But, uh, yeah, this should be all, be all of our hearts. You know, I look at, when you do a study through the kings of Israel, you realize that it's actually a rarity to actually end up at the end of your journey faithful. Amen. And so that's the call in our generation. And I think about even just the legacy aspect. Yes, we're going to have issues in our lives. We're going to have, um, you know, things that we have to work through. Uh, we're going to ha we're going to have that. There's going to be that struggle dynamic. But my prayer is that we could embrace a a a goal of let's let our God let our legacy be strong. Amen. Because I look at men of God, women of God uh, that have let's say Corey Timboom. You know, like her legacy continues on. Amen. She didn't end on a 
flat note, right? She didn't yeah. end on a just a uh, a bad way. And so her books, her testimony goes strong yeah. still today. Um, and let's uh, say Derek Prince, you know, he finished strong. Mm. He didn't, you know, his books, he's going as strong as ever. His his uh, ministry. ministry is continuing on. So I love this uh, this vision. Let's let's really aim for this vision of that our legacy will continue on beyond our lives, mm. and that we will. Um, we will, we will be at Psalm 134 going, yes, I am excited about being in the courts of the Lord, raising my hands up as we get into, and just, you know, praising God for bringing me all the way through to this final point. Yeah. I think about, you know, just the need to, uh, uh, for elders in the community. I mean, it's a real lack. Um, the enemy has really even stolen. We may have talked about this before. It's something that's really passionate about your brother, Zach, Zach mm-hmm. Waller's uh, heart is to strengthen leadership and godly leadership and elders because right. the, the Bible talks so often about uh, the need for elders, for the counsel and the wisdom. And I think the enemy has really stolen um, in, through his devices the ability uh, or the, um, the feeling of being worthy to, to, to lead a younger generation from the older generation. They feel right. like, you know, they have nothing to offer or they're very aware. And I think this is part of why uh, it's so valuable to have elders is they're very aware of their humanity. Right. And uh, the struggle is real to them. And uh, for my own dad and your dad, our heart is that they would, you know, through the end of their days, um, be serving the Lord at a capacity um, that is is strong and, and has a real genuine yeah. relationship with the Lord. They never falter in that or never, uh, pa- they don't pass the baton too soon, I guess. And I feel like that can be the temptation. It's like, oh, they're these, these young young bucks, you know, and they're, they're wanting to go and they're wanting to do something, you know, take it and run with it. And then, you know, they can... Uh, uh, s- sit back and, and not uh, fulfill the, the the calling of the rest of their life. And I think it's very crucial uh, for them to, to do that. And I love how um, you're going through this this journey, and at the end, all we can say is, bless the Lord. Right. I mean, that's that really should be, after you've gone through the struggles, after you've gone through the hurts, the pains, the loss of loved ones, the afflictions that God has, has brought you through and that you've lived through in your life, I pray that all of our hearts would be to bless the Lord right in that moment. So this is super powerful, and we're just even getting started, you know, in this um, part here. But let that be our heart posture to bless the Lord at, right. at, at all times. I love how they're standing too. You know, Ephesians says, "Having done all, stand." Yes, it's, it, there's this idea of you're at the end of the journey and you're standing. Yes, you know, and it, it, the scripture talks about standing before the Son of Man. Mm. There's this element of Yes, let's let's have an uprightness at mm. the end of the journey. Yeah. We're, we're not um, crumbling; we're standing upright. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, going on a little bit here in the notes, uh, we've got Yeshua says, "You know, pray this way: Let your will come forth on earth as it is in heaven." And I believe this verse is it's depicting this time when the house of God will be in Jerusalem, and it w- will be the ultimate fulfillment of that prayer: that God's kingdom will be on earth as it is in heaven. There'll be worship in the house of God like it is in heaven. Mm. And so that's this is something we're praying for. We're praying for Psalm 134 to happen. Mm. David, he seems to have had a special revelation of this call to worship because he established it, right? He established worship on the earth night and day, just like it is in heaven. Yes. And uh, we have this verse in 1 Chronicles 9.33. It says, these are the singers, heads of the father's houses of the Levites who lodged in the chambers and were free from other duties for they were employed in that work day and night. So you hear the Levites, they're, they're employed in this work of 
ministering to God. Mm. This is their role. Yeah, their their job, full time job. <laughs> right, and I just want to point out that they're doing it day and night. Yeah, and so we see here in this psalm, they're standing by night. These people ministering to the Lord. It's like through the night. There's a lot of bad things going on in the night mm. in on the dark side, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's when the the clubs you know open up. That's when you know the lottery, all that stuff takes off. But there's a different people. Mm. There's a peculiar people mm. that they are excited about light. ministering to God in the night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, excited about the light in the middle of the night. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's it's a contrast. Yeah. You know, you got you know wickedness happening in the night, but then you've also got people that are pressing into the Lord in the night, and I believe that God is going to stir that up in our hearts that you know we will we will in the night even because like even in our culture today night is a lot of times of hey let's amuse ourselves yeah let's turn on the tv right. let's uh check let's out. just yeah check, basically it's a check out time we've had a busy day but god is going to restore this this even blessing the lord in the night amen initiative uh, yeah so it's yeah. it's, it's going to be really good and we see that in the scripture we also have revelation 4 8 the four living creatures each having six wings were full of eyes around and within and they do not rest day or night. Mm. These are the four living creatures, the one that you know, full of eyes. They're saying, "Holy, holy, holy, Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come." It's kind of a fascinating concept because you know you think of heaven, you don't think of there being any night there. That's right. Right. But here we have that they're blessing God day and night. So yeah, it's just connecting it back to one thirty four here. There, these people standing in the house of the Lord, blessing God in the night. This is mm. on earth as it is in heaven because they're doing it in heaven. Yeah, I think it's a super powerful thinking about, you know, David having a revelation of the call to worship. And, you know, it's kind of been a, one of the the pillars of this ministry is the the call to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That extravagant love, the song, right. extravagant love talks about uh, Mary, you know, and, and, and the Lord reaching out to her and her pouring out uh, on him this extravagant um, gift. And I think in that way, it, that when, when God says that David was a man after his own heart, that he pursued in a uh, with a passion, with a passion, a real passion, and um, that passion tends to to never yield. You know that passion mm-hmm. is one that it's never satisfied. And, you know, in mm-hmm. the songs that we sing from him, even these days, is Lord, you know, better is one day in your courts. You know, I would rather be a doorkeeper. We were singing last night. Right. This um, this passion that uh, is not satisfied, and that's the passion of a of love that's burning and. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beautiful thing uh, to see these examples, and I think that's why uh, God really um, called David and, and made him a man, or that he was a man after his own heart, because he had that uh, that passion, and though he made mistakes, his his radical love uh, overcame his uh, his shortcomings, you mm-hmm. know, and I, and I was just sharing with the guys at the jail the other day, you know, in some ways that's comforting to know that the Lord will uh, give us grace in our shortcomings if we're passionately in love with him and continue to uh, to come back over and over and over again and to draw near to him. He'll draw near unto us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes it almost um, a tangible, it makes it a more tangible reality. It's not a uh, purely spiritual, but also a, a, a struggling human such as myself or, or you uh, we can find that place of being uh, of the Lord's beloved um, mm-hmm. by a, a strong passion and love for Him and, and stirring it up. Right, the Scripture says that's something we stir up, right. we stir up in our most holy faith, that, that love and that zeal, and uh, that's our heart here, uh, love and purity, mm-hmm. to encourage you and encourage all those that have maybe walked with the Lord for a little while and, and the toils and snares and uh, the snares that uh, the briars, you know, that come up and they can choke. 
mm-hmm. especially in this cult culture, uh, the North American culture, they can choke it out. Uh, we've got to um, fan the flames of that love and welcome the correction of the Lord, uh, that refiner's fire. And that's what Hanukkah is all about. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a passionate love for the law of God, the goodness of God, and uh, being bold enough to, to take a step forward into the unknown. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, I just wanted to mention that, talking about David's revelation came because of a fervent desire to to be in the Lord's presence or to be with the Lord, to know him in a close and intimate way. Right. And, and that covers the day and the night. You know, that he, that's why yeah. he was able, they, these, um, these priests, you know, if you've ever experienced a real strong presence of the Lord, you lose track of time, right? <laughs> you lose track of food. You lose track of time, and um, you could easily, easily see how day and night it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a constant, um, a draw to that, that, that holy place. Yeah, and as you're talking here, and I'm just thinking about how what we see in David is a combination, really, of the priesthood and the prophetic, mm. because he had this desire. What I see in the priesthood is consistency. Right. You know, the priests are lamb in the morning, lamb in the evening. It yeah. doesn't matter how you feel. You know, it's not necessarily emotionally based. Right. It's just, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. The prophetic comes in and it's a little more unpredictable. Right. Right. It's like, you know, you have all of a sudden you see in the Psalms, it looks like the spirit of God came on somebody and they just, you know, it had a word. Down, it was right. like, <laughs> and so, and we, we, David's considered one of the prophets. Right? right. And so he, and I think that's what we need in our generation. We need, we need that combination of the prophetic and the priesthood. Amen. We need to have that consistency, but we also need to be those that are open to the spirit of God you know, blowing upon it. Cause it, the danger of just focusing on the consistency mm-hmm. is that we get, we can get, um, that's the days cool. Yeah. Yeah. We can get, so we need to be, you know, pressing in, you know, the revelation talks about that. The spirit of prophecy is the mm-hmm. testimony of Yeshua. Right. And so it's that engaging with, and it's, I think it's being open to that and it's seeking that asking mm-hmm. God for it. We may not experience it. Like you even see in the word, you know, it's not like they experience the prophetic, every day of their lives, right. you know, but there, there, there's these moments where, where the spirit of God moved, but I think it was a lot of times, even in the context mm. of people seeking, right. You know, of, of operating that priestly consistency and, and trying to say, God, here we are bullseye, you yeah. know, <laughs> put, put a bullseye on my heart, you know, yeah, and then, and then the prophetic comes into that. Amen. Amen. Such is good. So, so good. So another scripture, here we got revelation seven fifteen. It says, uh, therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple, and he who sits in the throne will dwell among them. So here another scripture in Revelation about day and night. Uh, these ones that, came out of, that come out of great tribulation, they're ministering to God. And uh, I just want to talk a little bit about how this is our role both now and for eternity, mm. is ministering to God. This idea of, in Revelation, it talks about how we are a kingdom of priests, right? Mm. And so he's redeemed us to God by his blood to be a kingdom of priests, and what do the priests do? They're ministering. Ministering. Right? And so this is a, a role that we have, not just in this life. Right, absolutely. And that's an amazing concept. You know, yeah. we we have our jobs. You know, I love farming. Will I be farming in heaven? I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but will I be worshiping in heaven? Yes. For sure. I'm for sure. <laughs> you, know? you know, God, in the in the thousand-year reign, maybe God will assign me to, you know, a plot of land. Yeah. Take care of that. Who knows? You know, but, but I know that one of my, you know, from here on out, I am called to be a worshiper, right. and and this is something that we cultivate now, and we we get much better at it yeah, <laughs> in our yeah. in our resurrected <laughs> That's bodies. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's something that you know people 
there are worship leaders, you know, and there are people that are gifted in, in music, but uh, music is only one aspect of worship. Right. And uh, I think that that's a, a common misconception, and it's something that uh, we as a body need to overcome, is this idea that, like, you know, I can't sing, or, you know, I can't, and, and it, it causes us to, to not engage right. in worship. But, you know, just simply lifting your hands, simply lifting up your voice, um, uh, engaging uh, by closing your eyes, you know, that is a form of worship. Kneeling, you know, prayer is worship. Yeah. Doing uh, a labor as unto the Lord is, is a, a type of worship. Right. And um, but it it does mention the Tabernacle of David mentions specifically and goes into uh, music, you mm-hmm. know, being the the main way and the the thing that we were created for right. to accomplish uh, by declaring the praises of Him who brought us out of darkness into His marvelous light. That's mm-hmm. a great Hanukkah scripture, by the way. Right. <laughs> so um, we're supposed to declare His praises, you right. know, and um, mm-hmm. using our voice. There's many scriptures. Maybe we'll do a uh, a podcast on that. Hopefully, maybe soon. That topic of lifting your voice, using our voice right. uh, to praise Him. Um, and uh, so be strengthened in that in your congregation or in your fellowship, wherever you are this Shabbat or Sunday, um, to to worship the Lord with your mm-hmm. voice, to lift up your right. voice. And uh, whether it's just saying hallelujah over and over and over again, you know, praise him uh, with your voice. Uh, it's the, what we were created for, and it's what we'll do for eternity in the heavenly realm, we believe. Yes. So just another scripture here on that topic of ministering to God. It says in Acts 13, 1 and 2, it says, now in the church that was in it, at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaen, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So here we see this idea of, you know, they're ministering to God. They're in this priestly function, and then the Spirit speaks into that. And mm. so I, that's that's a, a goal that I believe we should aim for is God. We want, we want to hear your heart. And so we position ourselves in ministering to God. You know, the, the Psalm 104, it says he makes his ministers a flame of fire. Amen. And so there's this concept or there's this truth that as we just keep coming back to him, we just keep offering our praise, ministering to him, that the spirit, and we open ourselves up, I believe, to a greater movement of the spirit. Amen. Psalm 102.18 says, this will be written for the generation to come that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. So I love this verse. It's just like pointing out this fact that we are created. Mm. You know, like, I'm writing this for the people that are yet to be created. And one of the reasons they're created is to praise the Lord. Mm. One of their chief purposes, right? Is yeah. To praise the Lord. Amen. So going on to the next verse, it says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. And there's quite a number of scriptures about lifting the hands. This is one of them. And so I want to just read a couple other scriptures. It says in first Timothy two, eight, I desire therefore that the men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. It's interesting that Paul He's exhorting men to pray. It's it's actually more rare that mm-hmm. men will pray. Uh, yeah. Women are more inclined to pray. Mm-hmm. But Paul's saying, men, you need to pray everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so um, yeah, so he's Paul is is addressing this as a uh, encouragement to the men. It's interesting, you know, right the verse right after that, he he encourages the men to dress modestly. Mm. So it's just interesting in Paul's exhortations, you know, how he's kind of he's he's hitting on the need for that. You know, either yes. the man or the woman. The mm. Man, you know, you guys, it's hard for you to really pray. You mm. need to be praying. Yeah. I, I want everybody to be praying. You women, you know, in the, in the culture that you're in, it's it's hard to really contend for modesty. Mm. For you know, where is that standard? Where is that that point? And so Paul's like, I encourage you, women, you know, dress modestly. 
Mm, amen. And so going on, uh, let my prayer be set before you as incense. The lifting up of my hands is the evening sacrifice. Here's David again, seeing his prayer, which we see, you know, there's so many connections to Psalms mm. and Revelation. You know, we see in Revelation, it just says it, you know, the prayers are incense. Yeah. And here, uh, David's saying this, let my prayer be set like incense before you mm. and lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Lamentations 3, 4, let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven. So it's just a few. There's there's more. There's a lot yeah. more. But th- there's a few and just things to be thinking about. You know, in worship, it doesn't have to be a public show. But I think, you know, lifting our hands, it speaks of our surrender. Amen. You know, of our, like, God, we're here for you. And we want to lift up our hands as kind of like, you know, even the priests, they would lift up the offerings, right? Mm, yeah. And so when we, uh, Romans 12 talks about, you know, uh, let your lives be a living sacrifice. Mm. And so there's this idea of God, we're just lifting our hands going, God, here I am. Here, I'm just lifting up my life to you. you know, I lift up my soul to you. And this should be a part of our, our worship. Amen. And, and it, it, I think there's, you know, there's, there's some that I think are more comfortable with, uh, you know, fully extending their hands in worship. Some people are like, I'm getting a little too much attention on myself. You know, you can, you can even just, you know, raise your hands. It doesn't have to be super, um, ostentatious, you know, but I, it, I don't have, I think it's great. Yeah. But for some, you know, you could, I'm just saying, I'm trying to give people like this idea of you can start out just, you know, just lifting your hands, you know, just kind of at your sides mm-hmm. and just like, God, you know, here I am, <laughs> you know, and I'm just trying to like give you an ideas on this is biblical. Amen. And it's something that we need to embrace as people that love the word of God. And we want to be worshipers. We want to be those that are lifting up our hands in worship. Right. There's a certain element of, you know, fear of what other people will think also. Right. Yeah. It's a part of that. That's a, a real breaking point. It's a real. Breaking yes. Point. Yeah. Letting go of the fear of man is big. Yeah. And then just raising your hands, you know, to a degree is, is acknowledgement that you are, you know, more concerned. You're more concerned about the Lord seeing you as a willing sacrifice than the others uh, seeing you as a religious nut. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, take that, take heart in that and um, try and make that a part um, of your, uh, worship, uh, yeah. your worship. Yeah. Last verse. Here we go. Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Zion. So as throughout the Psalms of ascent, we've had this reminder, God is the maker of heaven and earth. Mm. You know, unto you, I lift up my eyes. Um, you know, you made the heavens and the earth. It's mm. like this reminder that, you know, our problems, our journey can feel overwhelming at times. We can feel like, oh, how am I going to keep going forward? How am I going to keep putting one foot in front of the, uh, the next? The Psalms of Ascent say, well, the one who made the heavens, the stars, the universe, mm. the earth, all the complexities, all the beauty, he's He's helping you. Yeah. Amen. And so you go, all right, if, if he's got that much power, then he's going to be able to see me through this journey. Amen. And so here at this last, it kind of it revisit this at the, at the last verse, the one who made heaven and earth. And it's almost like this recognition <laughs> that, He's the one that helped me get to this point. Amen. <laughs> and yeah. so just look to God. I encourage you today, look to God. He's the one, as the 24 elders say in Revelation 4.11, it says, they say, by your will, they exist and were created. Mm. So you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will, they exist and were created. And so just recognizing that we're here for him. We're, we're on this journey for his sake. Yeah. And so... I just encourage you, wherever you're at in the journey, uh, if you're at the start, you're just coming into the promised land, you might say. You know, yeah. just cross the Jordan, like we're going from 120 to 121. Be encouraged. There's excitement in the journey. 
if you're like, you know, towards the end of it and you're like getting ready to enter into this glory where you're just like, wow, I'm in the presence. I'm in the house of God. Yeah. Wherever you are in the journey, be encouraged. He's the maker of heaven and earth and he can help you wherever you're at. Amen. Hallelujah. It's so good. And, um, yes, you know, that's our heart's desire through doing all this is that you'd be encouraged and, um, hold fast. Yeah. Hold fast to the hand of him who is able to guide you. He's the good shepherd and will guide you into all truth. So blessings to you all. We're going to sign out here. This is the voice of a beloved podcast where we believe that hearing and obeying the voice of the bridegroom king leads to the most abundant and joy-filled life. Shalom. Stay.